Welcome to the Everything Early Childhood podcast designed for approved providers, nominated supervisors and other childcare leaders. This fun, lighthearted and very serious podcast features weekly episodes on strategy, advice and conversations with fascinating and inspiring people from across our sector. Join the journey and have access to the tools and inspiration you need to create high-performing childcare businesses. Let's get started. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Everything Early Childhood, the podcast where we explore all facets of our profession. I am your host, Lisa Brown, and today I want to embark on a little journey to understand the values and beliefs that often hinder individuals and all of us from embracing a slower, more intentional life. The art of slowing down and finding balance in our fast paced world. So, in a society that really glorifies busyness and constant activity, it's really becoming increasingly challenging for many of us to hit the pause button, savor those precious moments, and being in present moment. And in this episode, I want to delve into the cultural, personal, societal factors that perpetuate the myth that faster is always better. So from the relentless pursuit of productivity to the fear of missing out, we'll unpack underlying beliefs that keep us tethered to this hurried existence, as well as navigate the exploration. So our aim is not only to advocate for complete deceleration, but to encourage a thoughtful examination of all of the choices that we make and the values that guide our lives. So together we'll uncover strategies to challenge these beliefs and pave the way for a more mindful, balanced way of living. So I'm going to encourage and to just put a preface on that, I'm sure you're listening to this episode in the car or working and usually I'd advocate for multitasking and doing something at the same time. But for this one, I want you to grab your favorite beverage, find a comfortable space and let's really dive into this episode of navigating a life beyond busy as we unravel the benefits and the beliefs that keep us on the fast track and explore the transformative power of embracing a slower, more intentional pace of life. Now, just to give this episode a little bit of context, I have just returned from a beautiful weekend trip away um, up into the beautiful Byron Bay hinterlands. So I was on a beautiful property up there and I had the pleasure of attending a retreat or a getaway. Um, If you follow me on socials, you'll be able to see the amazing photos um, from the weekend. It was truly incredible. So the, the word for me over the weekend ended up being surrender. And um, I don't know about all of you, but I also find it so, so difficult to switch off and to switch off technology, not to look at my phone, not to be there, um, you know, and be able to get back to people. But this year, I've made a really, and you know, it's that start of the year that we, or this side of the year, that we really start to think about what we, what was good this year? What was right? What do we want to take into next year? What do we want to do better? And this time last year for me, I was wanting to be really intentional with how I spent my time and what I was doing. So everything this year, I've been asking myself, is this how I want to be spending my time? Is this what I want to be doing? Is this where my time is best spent? But the other thing that I've also 
been practicing this year is taking regular breaks. So I was always really bad and you know you're probably in the pattern yourselves where you're like there's never a good time. Like it's never perfect. They need me. We care so so much. And let me tell you and this episode is coming from a place like myself I'm still practicing all of these things and I had a lot of these beliefs earlier in my life as well and it's only now with you know, research and knowledge that I build and my mindset around this, that I have developed these new thoughts and beliefs and values around life and around time. So this year, I really have been intentional with having regular breaks. So every quarter, I plan a getaway and that is just to get my mind really shut off so not to have any outside distractions. Sometimes it's to get a task done. So sometimes it's to really stop and focus. But this year has been really for me about just taking time to stop, taking time to pause, taking time to really look inside myself about who I am, what I want, and really being intentional about how I want to move forward and how I want to spend my time. So I was so blessed um, at the retreat. We um, had a beautiful feud, beautiful, beautiful, blah, blah, I can't even speak today, beautiful company, um, lots of activities, yoga, Pilates, but two activities really stood out for me. Um, I introduced everyone to Gina B. Um, if you follow me, you'll be able to see every morning I've been doing Gina B. So 30 minutes of dance, dance cardio. She's really awesome, free on YouTube. Um, she also has an academy that you can join. Um, so, but... The two activities that really stood out for me were the ice bath and the breath work. So this is the second time that I have been in an ice bath. And let me tell you that the thought of it never gets easier. I've now just had three ice baths in a matter of seven days. But what got me through was, and and this is where it gets our mindset into the right place, that we can do anything. It is not pleasant. Um, it's been afterwards, it's amazing. You feel on top of the world and your, your body is getting what it needs. And there's so many beautiful benefits to having an ice bath. But one of the biggest things out of the ice bath and the second one is the breath work. So the ice bath is where they have a um, literally a pool of ice water and you get into the ice water now you in the ice water anywhere from two minutes to six minutes um, I was very very brave and I stayed in there for 10 minutes because once the first couple of minutes are over and you overcome that you get into this sense of ease and that is where our body and our mind surrenders and we want to get into that state because it shows us it in we relate that not only to that moment but anything we do in our lives so when i get in the ice bath i say to myself my mindset is i can do hard things i can do hard things like i know this is not going to be easy but i'm like i can do hard things and then you're doing it and after 2 minutes you're like i'm doing hard things i'm doing hard things so you tell yourself and have these mantras and it really it really defines how you do relate that back to your life and what mantras you can say to yourself as well and then the second one with breath work so with Wim Hof's work where he actually encourages you to fill your body with oxygen 
and um, through this obviously process and then you actually hold your breath so you don't breathe you hold the first stage on the in breath and then on the second stage on the out breath and some people can hold their breath for four minutes now my knowledge was like I thought after holding your breath for three minutes you're brain dead but his work really shows that we can overcome what our mind every life and this is what I'm learning like over the past few years is that it's not a matter of like getting our bodies right it's a matter of getting our minds right getting that mindset so strong and in place to be able to overcome anything that we have happen come up in our lives the stronger that our mindsets are the easier it, it is to move through life intentionally So that was the other thing. Now I'm still practicing this. I could literally only hold my breath for 30 seconds. One of them is like a minute and I couldn't even get to the minute. I had to take what they say, a little sip of breath um, after 30 seconds. And it wasn't even that I felt like I was panicking or that something was happening. It was my brain and my nose just breathed because that is like that natural and we're accustomed to, to do that as part of our normal life. So it was getting out of that. I couldn't, I couldn't surrender in that moment and just be still. So that's what I, that's where this is coming from today. I mean, look, and I've got some really exciting news. So the weekend was so invigorating that we are actually going to, and you're the first people to hear this, but we are going to be partnering with the team at Thrive Getaways to offer this much needed experience to our profession. So we'll be hosting leadership retreats and team retreats so they can be private or mixed and it will be training and well-being. So you'll be able to experience all of these things as well as training And all you need to do is show up. So you'll be nurtured, motivated and connected. And it is just such a beautiful experience um, that you walk away from feeling really pumped and ready for whatever comes next. So we want to share that with our beautiful profession. So if you or your team are interested in coming along, we can do it midweek or weekends. We'll let you know when some dates are. We've already got some private services booked in for all of their centres leaders to come along. So that's very exciting. So we're really looking forward to that in 2024. So we'll keep you posted. But let's get on with today's episode. So what we want to do, so We want to understand the busyness addiction. So as I said, it's really, really difficult that when we get in these times, we often, and why are we busy? Why are we moving? Why are we doing things all the time? So the addiction to busyness is really complex. So it has a various psychological, societal and cultural factors contributing to its prevalence. So here are some reasons why you might find that you're addicted to busyness. So it might be culturally normal. So in some cultures and societies, the expectations often equate busyness with productivity and success. Now we talk about the hamster wheel. So are you being busy for the being busy sake on the hamster wheel or are you actually being productive? And for some, they have the belief that productivity equals success. So, and I also struggled with this. So you are not alone. Like I could get to the end of some days and I'm like, what did I even get done today? Like, what did I do today? What was the point of today? And I've spoken about before that one of my mantras was people before paperwork because I used to really struggle um, many years ago with like 
how do I balance these two things in my world here? Like how do I give all of our beautiful people and humans what they need every single day as well as making sure that I get all of those tasks and things done? And so for me, busy and getting things done and being that was productive to me and I had to change my mindset to be like, no, people before paperwork because it can always wait till tomorrow. So we need to really start prioritizing. Well, what we do right now is we prioritize that constant activity and you might feel pressured to stay busy and to meet all of those expectations, whether they're your own internal expectations. Um, And I used to have to say all the time is like, no one could ever put as much pressure on me because I put it on myself anyway. So Sometimes it can be our own internal expectations or sometimes they can be external expectations. So that's one of the reasons. Next one is validation and self-worth. So busyness can become a way for us to seek validation and establish our own self-worth. So accomplishing tasks and staying busy may be associated with a sense of achievement and recognition. Um, fear of missing out. So the fear of missing out on opportunities, experiences or social interactions can really drive us to maintain a really hectic schedule. Busyness may be seen as a way to ensure that you don't miss out on anything. And it's really funny because we've been talking a lot about children's schedules as well and how we feel like we need to jam pack them with so many things to keep them busy. But in actual fact, in even after school activities, when we jam so many things in, all we're doing is helping them to be busy. It doesn't encourage innovation. It doesn't uh, encourage creativity. It actually takes away all of those things because we need to create space and time for those things to happen. There was one day I remember we had a blackout at home. I was home by myself and I can't remember how old I was. And I, I called my mom and I'm like, mom, I'm so bored. I, there's nothing I can do. Like we've got no power, blah, blah, blah. And so she goes, light a candle and write a poem. And I was like, what? Write a candle and light a poem? Like, what is that? And I remember that day being really special. I actually wrote a poem. And I was like, great. And imagine that sense of accomplishment. And had I not had that opportunity to really slow down, that would not have happened. So what's a time in your life where you've had maybe an accidental opportunity, something hasn't um, gone according to plans, or perhaps um, some plans had changed. So you'd planned something and they got cancelled and then you had extra time where you really were just able to slow down and make the most of those moments. Um, perceived productivity. So there's a common belief that staying busy equates to being productive. So you may feel a sense of accomplishment when you have a full schedule, even if the tasks are not necessarily meaningful or impactful. So this is another thing that I've done this year. I've actually um, put black time in my calendar and blacked out time for myself um, in between things so that I'm not jam-packed. And I mean, there are some days where we're busy, we're really busy and you can't help it. But there are set times where it's non-negotiable black time where that time doesn't get scheduled for anything else. Um, Avoidance of your emotions. So when we're busy, it can serve as a really um, quick distraction. So from your difficult emotions or personal challenges. So keeping constantly occupied may provide a temporary escape from addressing any deeper issues going on. And I'm sure we've all been (laughs) had this happen in our lives at different times. 
cultural stigma around leisure. So in certain cultures, taking time for leisure and relaxation is can be stigmatized as laziness or unproductive. So this cultural attitude can contribute to a reluctance to slow down. Um, high stress environments. So some work environments are characterized by high levels of stress and pressure, creating a culture where constant busyness is not only encouraged, but is also necessary for survival in that workplace. So is your workplace one of these environments? And once it is, it's really tricky to change the mindset and the culture. So really have a think about how you set that up for life. And something that I listened to, listen, read lately, has been the first two people that you hire in your organization will set the tone and the culture for the rest of your organization. So who were the first two people that you hired and how's the direction of your culture going? Um, We can be addicted to to the adrenaline. So busyness can release adrenaline and cortisol providing a temporary high so over time individuals may become addicted to this rush and energy and leading to a continuous cycle of seeking more tasks and responsibilities now I'm a victim to this so this year has been a real challenge for me in fact like slowing down making sure that I'm taking that time out having those regular breaks to come back um, you know, regroup and come back to give everything to to everyone else and also to myself. Um, because if I'm not at my best, how can I give my best to anyone else? And I am responsible for that. But um, addicted to adrenaline, like I, I'm having conversations with my mum this year is like, mum, I think there's something wrong with me. Like, I just, I'm not really happy or excited. I'm not really sad or low. I'm just like this. I'm just like operating on this middle frequency where it's like, yeah, it's great. It's okay. It's fine. It's good. And she's like, Lisa, that's good. That is how you are supposed to live. Because um, like, and I was like, but I miss, I miss my highs. I miss feeling, you know, high and joyful and excited. And, um, but what happens is, you know, when we have high highs, we have low lows and having that adrenaline and being addicted to that adrenaline and that high of that cortisol in our brains, it actually can, you know, we need to have that level mindset and that level of, um, you know, that leveled, I don't even know the right words, but we need to be, to find that medium rather than being high and low because um, we need to be able to be uh, functioning at all times because when you have high highs and you're like, yeah, yeah, great, I'm ready to go, um, in those low lows, quite easily not able to function. So it's really important to find that balance um, in the middle ground and um, I mean, it doesn't mean that you're unhappy, you're still happy and you're still sad. You still have, you know, moments and days, um, but they become less and less because you know that that is not going to impact, you know, tomorrow or the next hour. And um, it's just about mastering your mindset. So culture, cultural conditioning. So from a very young age, we might be conditioned to value a busy schedule, um, school, extracurricular activities and work often reinforce the idea that being busy is a natural and expected part of life, which was a trap that I also fell into. And then perceived social expectations. So we may feel pressure to conform to the perceived expectations of the social circles that we're in. And if everyone around us is constantly busy, taking time to slow down may seem as deviating from the norm. And that is so 
scary. It can be scary because we have our comfort zone. We have what we're used to. We have the norm, but someone needs to be the first person Um, and start to look at and start to find different people. I talk about this all the time. You're in a circle, the five people that you spend the most time with. When you look at them, are they people that you want to be like and become and just that like-minded soul or do you look at them and you're like, oh gosh, I never want to be like that. And perhaps, you know, are they positive or negative influence? So really taking those things into consideration when you are who you want to spend your time with as well. Now, what is the impact of busyness on our well-being? So it can cause, so where there's situations where maintaining a fast pace is advantageous, there are also potential disadvantages to not slowing down when appropriate. So these are some of the drawbacks. So this is where we start to talk about burnout. So constantly working at a fast pace is not sustainable and it can often lead to burnout. So burnout is characterized by emotional exhaustion reduced performance and a sense of detachment. It can have serious consequences for mental and physical health. We can have see reduced quality. So rushing through tasks may compromise the quality of the work. Um, in many situations, taking the time to slow down and focus on the details can lead to better outcomes and a higher quality results. Poor decision-making, so making decisions in the haste without adequate consideration of all relevant factors can lead to these poor choices and taking the time to really slow down and carefully evaluate all of our options can result in more informed and effective decision-making. And this is sort of where the episode comes from. Like my husband has a quote and it's from the Navy SEALs and I never really got it. Like I was like, that sounds so dumb, but it makes sense. So it's called, it says slow is smooth and smooth is fast. So in the Navy SEALs, when they learn all of their procedures and all of their um, even like the snipers, right? The snipers have to really concentrate in order to do their work. So they have to stay alert um, with things happening around them. And this phrase is, it doesn't just relate to situations. It can re- relate to all different areas, particularly in, in work. So there's many different situations where we might want to react quickly and start moving, but in the efforts to move so quickly, we end up slowing down the operation or the task or the team. So when we do that, it's really important to, the first step is to to pause and breathe. So there's power in the pause. And the difference between a reaction versus a response is literally 90 seconds. So it's literally stopping, taking a breath and then making a decision. Because if we act in the haste and in the fast motion where something happens and we just quickly react instead of respond, the odds of something going wrong are much, much higher. So we want to really clarify the details like take a step back, discuss with the team and then develop a system with how you're going to achieve the the intended results. It's really important. So slow is smooth, smooth is fast. And with the time, like we know how quickly children grow up, which is an indicator of time. And unless we slow down and start to enjoy every moment and make it count, 
what is the point? Like, this is life. This is your life. And I do you want to spend it? Like, which moments are you going back? And how are you building all of those beautiful memories? So really slow down. Enjoy yourself a little bit more. Don't be so serious. Like, life is not a race. So slowing down helps us with that decision-making process. Um, Fast pace can increase our stress levels. So if you're operating as a leader at a really fast pace, and remember, we set the pace. As adults in a classroom, as leaders in a service, we are the ones that set the pace. And if you're going at a constant fast pace, it can contribute to elevated stress levels. So how are you face what is your face and how are you as a leader and it can in chronic stress is associated with various health issues so if that goes on for a prolonged period you can have cardiovascular issues anxiety depression so really look at if if all you can do is just slop and slow down pause and breathe then you are going to see 10 times more benefit it can have strained relationships. So if we're not slowing down, it can lead to neglecting any of your personal and professional relationships. Failure to give sufficient time and attention to others may result in strained connections and a lack of understanding. So I can also be like this. If I have a task in my mind that I need to get done, sometimes it can overcome and I have to be really intentional with my thinking and bring my thinking back to my mantra, people before paper, that and that is why I assign time to get tasks done and block out that time and I've got all of my boundaries in place to be able to do that in my calendar And I make time for people as well. And when I'm with those people, it's really crucial that I'm making those and that we're all making those times count. Um, Miss details. So a speeding through task can result in overlooking those important details. So again, slow is smooth, smooth is fast. So it's important and critical to make sure that you've got precision and accuracy such as, you know, in different areas and different work that we're doing our QIP incidents um, policies and procedures like anything that we're working on even your critical reflections and documentation you want to make sure that you're really slowing down and not overlooking any important details. Um, Resistance to change. So a fast-paced environment may resist change or innovation because there's a constant focus on maintaining the status quo and this can hinder growth and adaptation to new opportunities. Um, Limited reflection and learning. So if we're constantly moving from one task to another, it may leave little time to actually stop and reflect and learn from any experiences. So slowing down allows in individuals and organizations to reflect on our successes and failures facilitating continuous improvement which is so crucial in our profession we're always learning and growing and unhealthy work-life balance so an unrelating fast pace unrelenting fast pace can lead to an unhealthy work-life balance so if we're neglecting our personal time and relaxation it can contribute to dissatisfaction fatigue and a decline in overall well-being so I was watching a podcast yesterday um, it was with Grace um, Grace is the social creator for Stephen Bartlett which is amazing if you don't follow him Diary of a C 
CEO. And she said, look, today's been a really busy day. Today has been, I need to stop that. And I'm going to talk about that in a second as well. But today there's been a lot on today. I've had a lot of things and I've, a lot of my energy has gone to work and a lot of my energy has gone to task. I have neglected some people in my life today. So then tomorrow I'll flip it. And tomorrow I'll make sure that I dedicate my time and my energy to people instead of to the task. So it doesn't necessarily have to be the same day. You've just got to find what system and process works better for you. And then decreased creativity. So creativity often thrives in a more relaxed state, always being on the go. Um, and under pressure may hinder the abil- your ability to think creatively and come up with innovative solutions. So isn't that crazy? Like when things are fast or like there's a, something that comes up, that if we actually take that time to slow down, we can think of a better we're better decision makers than if we just make that hasty reaction and decide on the spot. So take five, pause and breathe and then make a decision. Even list your top three solutions, discuss with the team and get everyone on board and then move forward. So we really want to make sure that balancing speed with thoughtful consideration is crucial for your overall well-being, productivity and success. So we need to recognize when to slow down and when to maintain a faster pace. And it depends on specific demands on the situation and your goals at hand, because there are going to be some seasons where it is quite high paced. So right now, this time of the year, there are so many things to do in our centers and so many things to get ready for. But if we take that time to really sit down with everyone, have a planning session, write it all out and be prepared then and get everything organized, it's not as hasty and it doesn't have to be so rushed um, at the end. It can be a really beautiful, balanced and many hands make light work. So if everyone's involved and everyone has a role, it's really important to our functioning community. Now, when someone asks you how you're doing, the response that we often say is, I've been busy. And we need to stop telling each other how busy we are. And we need to, so I wanted to give you some alternatives. So if someone asks how you're doing, you can say, I'm doing well, thank you. How about yourself? (laughs) Um, You can say, focus on your well-being. So I'm pretty good these days, seeking some time for self-care. I've been prioritizing my well-being. It's making a positive difference. I'm feeling really healthy, trying to maintain a good balance. You can also express your gratitude. So you can say, I'm thankful for the little things and appreciating the present moment. Feeling thankful for the positive aspects of life and the people around me. Things are good. I'm focused on gratitude and the positive moments. You can highlight some specifics. So um, how are you doing? I've been exploring my new hobbies lately, which has been a nice change. Um, um, There's a lot been a lot going on, but I recently started blah, blah, blah activity and it's been enjoyable. You can, what about future plans? So I'm looking forward to an upcoming event. It's keeping me motivated. So I'm really looking forward to so many things happening next year. I'm really looking forward to our Directors Academy and supporting directors and setting them up for success. Looking forward to our retreats, looking forward to more training with services and traveling around Australia and really excited just about talking to more people and learning about their stories um, and building those relationships and connections. So um, you are, uh, how are you doing? 
I'm planning some downtime soon, so I'm looking forward to some relaxation or perhaps a reflective answer. So how are you doing? I'm taking a moment to reflect and appreciate my journey. I've been learning a lot lately and I'm taking time to enjoy the process. Um, It's been a journey. (laughs) It's definitely always a journey, but I'm finding joy in those small moments. So pick a moment in your life, like how you're doing, whether it's past or present or future, and really focus on sharing something about yourself. What all we're doing when we answer that we're busy is we're telling our minds that we're busy and we're going into that mindset. So it's about shifting our language and shifting the story that we tell ourselves and um, changing our narrative. So those are some examples of how you can respond positively without reinforcing that busyness narrative. Because is it true? Like, is it true? And that's something I really ask a lot. Like, because yeah, I'm also, I always say, like, if I'm, if I'm on the moment and I'm actually like really busy in the moment and someone says, like, how are you going? I'll be like, really busy. I've been really busy because I'm like, I don't really haven't really thought about anything else. I'm just like, when I think back, even when I pause and I'm like thinking, I'm thinking, yeah, we've been busy, but that doesn't actually tell them anything. And, um, crap, what's his name? Vin, Vin, Jake loves Vin. Jake's like, I've been, (laughs) I've been trying for so long to get Jake to find some people on like, even on socials, whatever that he likes and wants to follow. And I'm, I share so much with him all the time, blah, 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 blah. blah. And, um, he, he messaged me the other, uh, a little while ago now. And he's like, Lisa, I found someone, Vin. I'm like, great. And anyway, so Vin, you got to follow Vin. Vin's great. Vin talks about, um, the, our, our voice, like our voice is our our superpower and how to use our voice and confidence and presenting and things like that. So he has some really cool videos on socials. And um, one of the things that he talks about are threads, conversation threads. So he said, when somebody um, speaks to you and they might ask you, like, he goes, ask me, where am I from? And he goes, you know, where are you from? And he goes, I'm from, I live in, I don't even know what he said, right? I live in the hills. So I live in the hills. And then he, and then that's it. And then he said, if you answer your question like that to someone, then they're just going to be like, oh, you've given them nothing to go on or go off. So then they'll just move on to the next person, next person. He said, however, if you put threads in there and we get better as we practice, like we're putting threads, he's like, yeah, I'm in the hills. I really like it there because there's so many trees and I've just started this new hobby locally. I meet up with like business women in the area and it's really great because like we all come together and we all support each other. And just recently we have been um, discussing, you know, how we can help each other to succeed in the community and start telling other people there. So, and you can see how just in that conversation, there were so many threads that you could go off and they'll be like, oh, cool. That's great. Well, you know, and you could say, well, oh, that's awesome. So how often do you meet up? Like, where do you, what do you go? Like, is it a structured group? Or you could say, oh, awesome. So do you get out in nature much? Like I can see that you really love trees. Do you get out in nature much? So anyway, he talks about, I don't know why I'm going on a tangent. We're so good at that, right? Um, But yeah, Vin talks about a lot about those um, threads, those conversation threads. So put those in there. Now, next time, and I want you to really practice this. If this is one thing you take from this episode, practice changing that mindset and changing that story and that narrative around busy. So my question to you guys, how are you doing? 
Um, anyways, we'll keep going. So what are some strategies? So we've talked about the disadvantages, why it's great, why we should slow down, um, some strategies around our language. And so I wanted to talk about how, like, how do we actually slow down? So here are some tips and some strategies to actually slow down and heaps. Like I talk about this so much and not even directly. That's why I wanted to put it in a direct episode because it's something that's really crucial, especially this time of the year going into a busy period and also starting to think about about next year as well. So we want to really prioritize and delegate. So we talk, I talk a lot about in our time management and task delegation. Are we going to do it? Are we going to delegate it? Are we going to delete it? Three Ds, do it, delegate it, delete it. Right, that's it. So that will lighten our workload and it will also light up somebody else's life because you believe in them and you want to offer those skills to somebody else to build them up. Time blocking and breaks, listen to our time blocking episode, Um, really, really crucial. So schedule the dedicated time and also schedule your dedicated breaks throughout the day. So use the moments to walk away, stretch, engage in brief mindfulness um, practices and recharge. Like if you wear an Apple watch, it tells you to stand up. It tells you to breathe different times of the day. If you're with the children in the room, do it with them. This is really important that the children also learn that at different times that they stop and pause as well. Um, recently I had a conversation about Waldorf and their rhythm of the day and how they call it like breathing in, breathing out. I just call it filling children's cups. Like we've got to have these moments where they're able to have this high energy. They're able to get out and fill their cups, everything that they need so that their cups are full. Then they can come and sit down for those short periods of concentration. But in Waldorf, which is so beautifully articulated, is breathing in and breathing out. So the the out moments are those energy releases those big powerful you know free independent play times um, and then the breathing in is where they're stiff and structured and they're just you know we're ex- having those expectations of them that they need to concentrate um, but they had to have that time and then just balancing the day through breathing in breathing out throughout the day so it was really really beautiful um, implement the two minute rule so if a task takes less than two or two minutes or less do it straight away so it helps in handling small tasks promptly providing them or preventing them from accumulating and becoming overwhelming now this is email as well my god email about the two minute rule this is a good one so if it takes two minutes like make sure that when you do your emails don't do them all day have structured times or set times in your day where you schedule them but make sure that it's time where you can action any tasks that you need to if they're going to take two minutes or less. So make sure that you schedule time for that. Um, and if you don't, my motto, if you don't do it straight away, it doesn't get done. So I tend to do things straight away in the moment or put it in my calendar and schedule it if it requires more time. Um, embrace your mindfulness practices. So integrate mindfulness techniques into your routine, such as meditation or deep breathing exercises. These practices can enhance focus, reduce stress and promote overall well-being. Um, so Wim Hof does have an app you can use to practice his breathing. I meditate um, twice a day. So I meditate, um, I wake up, my alarm goes off 6.50 a.m., 10 minutes before I need to, I put my meditation on, my morning meditation, and then I get up, do my exercise. Um, In the night, 
I have a nighttime sleep meditation. Often I don't hear the whole thing, which is always a good sign. Um, although the last couple of nights I've been up and I've, there's probably the first time that I've heard it in its entirety. I had to play it three times, but um, we all have days like that. So, but it's really important to make sure that you have it as part of your day because as soon as you slow down that breath and, um, you know, that cortisol in our brains and really focus on our breath, it really slows everything else down. Um, Regular reflection. So schedule regular time for reflection of your goals. So this is also what I do in my quarterly breaks. I really look at my goals and I'm getting better at celebrating achievements and looking at what challenges you've had. So this can provide clarity and help you prioritize any tasks and guide your decision making. Um, Outsource non-core tasks. So identify any non-core tasks or tasks that are outside of your expertise. So you either learn and build that knowledge or outsource it to someone who is a professional or expert in that area that can get it done for you. Um, tech detox. So it's hard. It's so hard, but designate specific days or times where you disconnect from technology, particularly your emails and work-related apps. So this can break and uh, sorry, this break can provide mental relief and promote a healthier balance. So there are different apps that you can get that can lock your apps, lock your phone um, and all of your social apps as well for a period of time or just have a set rule. So we have a set rule, no tech at dinner um, for an hour because that's all my husband can do each day um, is one hour. So that's our tech free time. And But I'm getting better and better at it. I think it's a lesson that you learn. Like we have this innate, I used to have this innate feeling that, you know, oh my God, I need to get back to them. I'm going to miss out on something. I need to be available. I need to look at it. But the truth is if something's really important, people will find a way to get in touch with you. People will call you again people will um, email you people will text you so it is true that and so they will find you but it's important not to get caught up in that busyness because if we get caught up in just responding to things no let me rephrase if we get caught up reacting to things because that's all that is is just reacting we're not actually taking that time to respond and giving it the time that it needs there was a really beautiful quote And it was anything worth doing is worth doing slowly. So, and that really hit me and I was like, uh, because I find that I'm getting better at this, that when I'm in the moment, I'm in the moment and I'm creating that barrier and creating that um, anchor into that time and creating a beautiful memory. Um, Next one is a no meeting day. Um, So designate a day with no meetings, um, provide uninterrupted time for your focused work and allow you to make significant progress. So this might not even be a no meeting day. This just might be time in your day that you close your door. Like I remember, you know, we always say my door is always open, but should it be and is it, is it actually always open and where are your boundaries and creating your boundaries around time? I remember I can never get anything done. Um, And, but it's about you creating your own boundaries, letting your team know and sticking to them. Um, invest in skill development. Um, I was just about to say before I move on to that one, people don't need us as much as we think they do. And I think that often we insert ourselves into 
the team because we want them to need us. We care so deeply. That's why we do what we do. But if we actually, like, if you literally close your door, you say, look, I'm just not available for two hours. And all of that stuff that they come to you with, if you actually give them time and space, they will generally 90% of the time sorted out themselves you'll go back after the meeting and then they'll be like oh yeah I came but I sorted it you're like great amazing so empower your team to do that to make those decisions actually go through with them what you want them to come to you with like this is considered an emergency do not interrupt me during this time unless blah 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 they know the protocols the better they know you the more they will understand and stick to your boundaries and don't break your boundaries it's so easy to be like oh okay I'll do that I'll do that but that means that what you say yes to you're saying no to something else and often it's yourself so don't put yourself last put yourself first because you are the are in control of you um, invest in skill development so locate time for personal and professional development so it can involve learning a new skill attending workshops or simply dedicating time to exploring any new interests you have and it's great because when you diversify and explore new interests it actually and I've talked about this a lot about the pie of life if we only have one segment of the pie and we're only fulfilling one segment of the pie or two um, which was my life like 10 years ago I had work and I had my, had my husband um, you know one of those areas went bananas for a little bit and then um, it just started to impact everything I was like pooh blow up geez that was that was fun but we all have those times in our lives where things are tough Um, but what I learned from that time in reflection was I needed to have lots of pieces of my pie. I needed to have put more time and effort, energy into my friendships. I needed to put time and energy into hobbies, um, my career, my home, my family, um, you know, travel, things that interested me. And um, it's really great because if one area of our life is not going so well, it's okay because we have like, let's say we've got five or six areas, the other areas of our life are. So we don't take it as such a personal attack on ourselves. We've got the other areas to fall back on when one area is a little bit declined. So the key to that balance is find what works for you and what aligns with your goals. So implementing the strategies will gradually and can contribute to a more sustainable and fulfilling life. Now, remember, we talk about these things because work and life are not separate. It is one life. We have one life like how are you going to spend it so overcoming so and these are some of the beliefs that we tell ourselves so I want to move into these beliefs because and I want you to say is this something that you think um, or not so productivity is a measure of worth so the belief might be um, that their the value is tied to productivity and achievement so the more I accomplish the more valuable you are perceived to be whereas the effect is This belief can lead to a constant drive for busyness as individuals seek to prove their own worth through constant activity and accomplishments. Next one is some cultures place a high value on the busyness as a symbol of success and and uh, diligence. So being constantly busy is often equated to being hardworking and ambitious. Is it? Effect. Individuals may feel societal pressure to conform to this cultural expectation, making it challenging to slow down without feeling a sense of guilt or inadequacy. 
Next one is fear of missing out. So that's what we talked about earlier. Like if we don't say yes to every opportunity in our life, then it will we'll miss out on something. So it can drive people to maintain that fast-paced lifestyle. And the fear, this is the effect, the fear can lead individuals to overcommit, saying yes to every opportunity or invitation, even when it contributes to a hectic schedule and they could not possibly do all of it. Instant gratification culture. So modern society often values instant results and immediate gratification. Waiting or slowing down is perceived as inefficient and less desirable. So the effect is that the mindset can make it challenging for individuals to appreciate the benefits of patience and delayed gratification, which are often associated with slowing down. Workism is a virtue or workaholism. Workaholism. That's not how you say it. Anyway, some cultures and industries romanticize the idea of a workaholic as someone dedicated and virtuous. So this belief can lead individuals to prioritize work over personal well-being, thinking that constant busyness is a badge of honor rather than a potential detriment to their health you know is it is it really like we need to stop glorifying you know this um workaholic business um stop wearing it as a badge of honor and really look at it for what it is remember we have one life not work not life one life it's all part of our life and it's about changing our mindset around how we see things in order to make every moment count So the stigma around leisure, so in certain cultures, taking time for leisure and relaxation may be stigmatized as laziness or unproductive, but if we individuals may resist slowing down due to the fear of being perceived as lazy or uncommitted to their responsibilities, and that's a hard one to overcome. Uh, I remember in the beginning taking breaks, I was like, oh, but I could be doing this, I could be doing that, or should I? And I almost feel guilty, like I feel guilty for being away and taking a break, Um, you know, and having the team do more work. But I was like, you know what? They also have breaks. So why is it okay for them to take leave and not me? And I need to be the one as the leader setting the example that it is healthy to take breaks um, and time off. Perceived lack of time. So some people believe that they don't have enough time to slow down. And so the perception of time and scarcity can drive individuals to maintain a fast pace. So the effect can lead to a cycle of constant busyness with individuals feeling trapped in a mindset that there is no time for relaxation or self-care. So how many of you are trapped in this mindset right now? It is crazy the amount of leaders that I sit down with and we actually do our time or I call it a life plan and it includes work, life, everything you have in your life. When you measure your time, it is crazy the amount of time that we actually have. But when we're busy, busy, busy and we're not monitoring anything or scheduling time for anything or understand like we're not measuring it, it goes, poof, done. Um, identified um, tied and identity is tied to busyness. So individuals may develop, and this goes back to um, being addicted to being busy. So individuals may develop an identity tied to being busy. Constant activity becomes a defining aspect of who you are. Um, this can make it psychologically challenging for individuals to slow down as it may feel like they are losing a part of their identity. And it reminds me of 
the people in the center that are always walking around looking like they're busy, like always looking like, and I remember someone didn't tell me this. I must've heard it on a TV show or something. They're like, just make sure when you're walking around, you have a clipboard or a piece of paper. So you look like you're doing something like, why would you waste your time doing that? Just being busy for busy's sake. You know, wouldn't you want to be more intentional and love and find that joy and satisfaction in what you're doing in that moment? Spend more time with the children, have that joy like stop thinking about all of those other things that you have to do um in fact this is something that we're talking about a lot not in just today but in um like I've heard it everywhere um Kate Ritchie did I can't Maggie Dent that's right Kate Ritchie did a um radio interview with Maggie Dent and Maggie Dent was talking about how women's brains work. And I don't know if you've read the book, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, and how different our brains are. And you've seen all the videos on socials, which is like, you know, the woman doing the dishes and she's like, oh, I've got to fold the washing. I've got to pick up the kids from school at three o'clock. Um, I've got to like do this, do that. And, and thinking about all these things that they have to do and all these people. And then it was like, you know, a man doing the dishes and there was nothing. He was just like doing the dishes. It's like, I wonder who's playing footy on the weekend. Like, that's it. Like, you know, it was just, um, and it was like, gosh, imagine if we could all get back to that simple life. I'm not sure if much would get done, but I, you know, we, we really want to bring back that simplicity that if you are washing the dishes or like there's this pro, pro what's it called? Proverb, no, proverb, proverb, story anyway who cares um there's this story about these buckets right and this guy goes to the well and he's like but master like why am I why am I filling up these buckets in the well every day and it goes on longer I'll send it to you but um anyway it was about finding joy in those small momentary tasks because if we can learn to love everything we do it becomes a joyful part of our life and a joyful part of our day even the things that we don't like imagine imagine those things that you do that you don't like but we have to do imagine if you loved doing those things and you you know my mom always used to say learn to love it learn to love it and I was like mom you're crazy how could I learn to love these things they're awful I hate them and she's like learn to love it because when you learn to love those things that you pretend and usually we love things we're not good at uh, hang on, let me rephrase that. Usually we hate things that we're not good at. So when we become better, we practice, we research, we build our knowledge and we we get better because practice makes progress. It often helps us when we become more um, competent, when we become more competent at doing that task, we learn to love it more. So learn to love it and it won't bring that joy back into our lives. So I really want to hear from you. I really want to hear from you about any any questions or any inquiries you have about slowing down and creating a really meaningful life. We really want to reduce our stress. And I hear this all the time. And in our New Zealand episode, so um, last year when we, ooh, almost this time last year, we were visiting um, beautiful early learning services over in New Zealand. No, no, in October, I was visiting Iceland. Yeah, anyway, go back and listen to our New Zealand episode. And I feel like in Australia, and this is something I've talked a lot about in our New Zealand episode, when Jake and I went to visit those services, we come back with the massive reflection of they just are slow down. They're just so relaxed. They're so mindful. They're so like chilled. And the vibe there was slow. 
And I'm like, the answer, this is the answer. We just need to slow down. And we set our own pace. Like it's our life. We've got one life. How are we going to live it? So really reducing our stress, improving our focus and concentration, enhance our creativity, make sure we have better decision making, um, improves our relationships because we're being mindful in that moment and we're truly listening to others. Um, Listening and patience are the two most underrated things in leadership. Mindfulness and presence physical health improves because we're not constantly busy and rushing through Um, quality over quantity so slowing down often leads to a focus on quality Um, prevention of burnout enjoyment of our life because life is not just about achieving goals it's also about enjoying the journey slowing down allows you to savor every single experience appreciate the little things and find the joy in the present moment So I wanted to end today's episode by sharing a little poem with you. It's by Nikki Banas um, and it's Walk the Earth. It's called Pause. So it's slow, slow it all down. Pause from your full calendar and long task lists. Take a moment or 10 to simply be, to remind yourself that this is life right here and right now. The reacquaint, to reacquaint yourself with your pulsing heart and your incredible body that allows you to do all that you do. To remember that your life is precious and fragile and should be lived in love. To remember yourself that whatever is happening or whenever you find yourself in your journey, it is all supposed to be. So thank you all so much for listening today. I hope this has really inspired you to ask some questions about your time and being more intentional with how you are spending your time, your energy, and really how you can slow down and really enjoy every single moment, build those beautiful, beautiful memories and all of the advantages to going slow. We are in control of our lives. So please, please, please slow down. And just a reminder, last of all, to make sure that you keep making every moment count. So thanks so much for listening. We look forward to seeing you on our future episodes. We've got our music education coming up next week. um, And I'm following up with my beautiful friends over in Canada. And um, what else have we got coming up? Well, let me know. Let me know what you want to hear. Do you want to hear some, um, go back to basics and do some supervision or um, learn about the environments or provocations? We've learning a lot about rituals or talking, not learning, but talking a lot about rituals. Um, nervous system regulation. Um, So let me know what you want to hear on our website. We have us ask us anything. So whatever challenges are happening for you right now, we want to hear from you. It helps me. It helps me to come up with different um, topics. And I'd prefer to sit here um, sharing beautiful things that you want to hear rather than just basing it on conversations I'm having with the beautiful few that I get to have conversations with. So again, thanks for listening. And I look forward to seeing you all around. Thanks for listening to the Everything Early Childhood podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media or leave a rating and review. We read them all. (laughs) To catch all the latest from me, your host, Lisa Brown, you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Lisa Brown underscore Platinum Ed. Thanks again for listening. 
keep making every moment count and I'll see you next time. Thank you.